What is up, everyone? How we doing? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler. You got the podcasts running around. We got Felix sitting right there hanging on some gear in the studio. We've also got the Coda Bear sitting over there taking pictures, the video stuff. And it is Monday. It is awesome. Spring is back. Baseball is back. Go Yankees. Go Braves. Ah, oh, fuck the Braves. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> but, uh, but hey, it's a great time of the year. We very much enjoy this time of year. The sun is shining. It's a lot warmer down here than what I'm used to back home. And uh, great music. And the windows are open on Broadway, so you're hearing the music as you're walking down the strip on Music Row down on downtown on Broadway. And one of the voices that you hear pretty frequently on Broadway, especially coming out of a staple of Nashville called The Stage, is the young, beautiful, awesome, very talented S.J. McDonald. We had a chance to sit down with her for this episode. And uh, S.J., she's very talented and uh, it's crazy. She can sing and uh, she's an awesome person. She's an even better writer, which is really hard. It says a lot because the girl can really belt out lyrics and uh, can really put on a performance, but she can write a damn good song, Tyler. Yeah, she sure can. You know, uh, I met her through you and she's been a great friend to us. She's a cool hangout, you know, here in Nashville. She'll go out every now and then with us and awesome to see her out on writer's rounds all the time, see her bell court taps all the time. Also, like he said, the stage, she always puts on a good show and has damn good songs. Yeah, and it is a great conversation, a very lighthearted conversation, by far the longest episode that we have put out so far. So without further ado... And wait for the end, because you get a great dad joke battle there between me and her. Oh, of course, absolutely. So wait till the end, you also hear a great original song called Hot Damn from Miss S.J. McDonald. Without further ado, let's go in the round with S.J. McDonald. Tyler, hit that music, brother. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You got Matt, Tyler, Coda Bears over there filming some stuff, and we got the podcasts, and we've got a great friend with us today. One of the first people I actually met in Nashville. It was back when I was visiting last September. We saw her play at the stage with her buddy Ricky Lee Tanner, and uh, she was rocking it and really cool. And I was like, I got to get to know that girl. So then we exchanged Instagrams. We stayed in touch. And then I moved down here about a month later, and we've been really good friends ever since. She kicks ass. She's a hell of a songwriter, an awesome person, really funny, and just they got a, a phenomenal voice. It's Miss S.J. McDonald. S.J., how you doing? What is up? Doing I'm, well. Yeah, I'm good too. You're good? Yeah. You're having fun? So good to be here with you guys, like seriously. Yeah, no, it, it is uh, It is also April Fool's Day as well. Which yes, is, it is. Which it's is like fun. such a great day. I knew this would happen. The podcasts are coming right up, right on schedule. Here's, here comes Mr. Felix. They can tell. I freaking love cats so much. This has been a great day for me because I haven't seen my cat in like a month. So it's been nice. <laughs> you got two. You got two of them, and Cake's looking on. He's getting ready to come out over here too. So how have you been? You're a busy, busy bee. You just <gasps> go nonstop. Yeah, I love. I love going. It just feels good. If I like sit, I just think that I'm not doing anything productive, and I get really antsy. Yeah. I can't, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same, the same way. Yeah, like during college, I did 18 credit hours, and most of the time I had three, if not oh. four or five jobs. So like. If I ever sit, I just feel like I'm not doing enough and I've got to go find something to do. I've like taken a week off of work and usually about day four, I'm like, all right, I'm 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 ready to get mm-hmm. back into life. 
Yeah. I can't even, like, sit through an hour-long class anymore. It's really bad. Yeah, how do you do the classes with how much you gig and you're writing all the time yeah. and you're playing writer's rounds? <laughs> which, by the way, you kicked ass last night. Thanks. Shout Thanks out to the me. Shout out to the Dirt Road Degenerates and yes. uh, Nashville Tour Stop is uh, awesome over at Belcourt Taps. And you played the 10 o'clock round, right? Yeah. It was 10 o'clock. I thought it was 11, but I looked a couple hours before and realized it was 10. So I was like, thank God that they posted that. <laughs> it could have been bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a lot to to, uh, to juggle. I take like 16 hours of classes, um, which is great because I'm here for school. That's like my main thing. But then I play Broadway three nights a week, which is super fun. And then play rounds and write. Um, it's like you want to do it all. It's so hard to like not want to do it all yeah while yeah. also trying to do your classes stuff and just hustle yeah and classes all, and try to have fun you're you're a college you're a college kid you want to enjoy that chapter of yeah. your life and and you've got a fun group of friends i've been out with you guys before. oh they're awesome you guys get all lit up on shirley temples and stuff. oh we love shirley temples <laughs> get all lit up on shirley temples they make stuff. a mean one down at the stage and a mean one at belcourt taps Yes, they do. They, have, they most certainly, <laughs> <laughs> certainly do. Um, so a little bit of background on you. So you are a farm girl from Virginia. It sounds so kind of cliche for the country singer, but like what's kind of your background in, um, in Virginia? You got it right. You like hit the nail on the head. I'm a walking cliche. Uh, grew up on a farm. My last name is McDonald. E-I-E-I-O, like all that. (laughs) It never ends. And I've gotten to the point where I joke about it now because I actually think it's hilarious. Um, But, dude, I... Did it bother you, like, growing up as McDonald the farmer? It used to. I think just because kids would use it as a way to, like, pick on me. But now I sort of pick on myself. It also helps to explain my name. So I explain my name in two ways when people are like, what is your name? Um, It's SJ, like the kid from the blind side. And McDonald's like the farm people or the the food chain place. Ooh. But sorry, I'm getting off track. No, you're um, good. You're good. You talk. That's what <laughs> this is all about. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah, I grew up in Virginia. Um, Virginia is so beautiful. I miss it every day. But I, I feel like I'm where I need to be here, of course. But gosh, my I have an awesome family there. And I'm the oldest of five siblings. Wow. Um, they're crazy. We live in a crazy house just because they're so much younger than me and like – it's insane. Um, it's weird being here and not being a part of their lives. So that's a weird part about chasing your dreams. Like yeah. what you guys know is you got to sacrifice things. Yeah. So what part of Virginia are you from? I'm from a small town called Lexington. It's in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Cool. And yeah. It's like 7,000 people. So off, off of Route 80, off of 81? 81. Off of 81. Sweet which is, 81. Which is the road oh. that if you're coming down from the Northeast or anywhere, north, like I'm in like Pennsylvania, any of that area, when you're coming down to Nashville or coming down to Tennessee or anywhere south, you got to go through like seven hours of Virginia. I know. That is oh, the yeah. big bulk of my drive when yeah. I have to go home. It's like a, like a 12, 13-hour drive it's and the, seven of it is And it's the worst because it's all like – it's kind of like you're on one of those things in the old movies where they'd have like a car and it's just like the same scene like going over and over and yeah. over You go again. past the Shenandoah Valley. You go through the – you go mm-hmm. past the caverns. You see the – yeah. the truck stop. You're battling the big rigs on the road. Oh, my gosh. They the box big rigs. You, When they box you in, when there's one on the left, there's one in front of you, and then there's one behind you. That's like my worst nightmare. It happens. I kid you not. I'm on 81 all the time. 81 is like the worst interstate ever. And it's just all box trucks. I remember at one point they were talking about like turning all of those big rigs and putting them on uh, trains to go in the middle. And I was like, 
it, it was before I could even drive, and I was like, yes, I won't have to deal with them. And now they're still there. Oh, which is okay. they're still going to be there. But I love it getting to do, you know that honk thing that you can, can oh, do? Oh, were you one like, of those kids that was always, oh, you were... I was always in the back seat doing it too, scaring the hell out of my grandparents. <laughs> they wouldn't know I was doing it. I'd be like, and then <laughs> it's the best. And you know, I I still like interacting with people. I think interacting with people on the interstate is really cool because, like, if someone lets me go in front of them when I have my blinker on, I'll like put on my flashers to say thank you. Or like, if I let a a truck tractor trailer whatever go in front of me, he'll like step on his brakes to say thank you and I think it's so cool. It's like even though you're sort of dreading that they're there, it's like they're nice. Yeah. Some of them. It's Unless always fun to go on road trips with friends and like put like weird stuff on the back. Like oh my gosh. growing up in Alabama whenever like where I grew up, anywhere you go, like Walmart was like an hour, hour and a half away for us. Oh, so like you damn. had to take the interstate because it's like literally sixty miles to the nearest Walmart for us. So, like, I was on the interstate all the time, and it's always cool to see, like, all the people coming down to the beach and stuff because we're really close to the beach. But, like, I used to, like, take papers and, like, hold up my phone number or something <laughs> on the side and, like, do s- weird stuff Wait, like that. That's so funny that you mentioned that because one of my favorite memories from high school was being on the, the band bus to a competition. I did marching band, and we held up signs that said, what's your favorite color? It was, like, honk this for red, honk this for blue. It was awesome. That's funny. There was actually a time, too. I remember I did an event at Six Flags Great Adventure, and it was like an hour drive from the radio station to Six Flags. And we had, I was just an intern at the time, and another girl, a girl that I was interning with uh, named Jess, actually got a phone number from a guy on, the, inter- on the interstate. Hello? Oh, yeah, on the interstate. He saw, there was, there was, <laughs> well, not, not even that there was an app. It was, it, we weren't even using well, an app. We oh, were just yeah. driving. There happened to be traffic, and the guy rolled down his window and like threw something out the window, and then they got phone numbers. I think they went on like a date or two. That's so crazy. I used to have an app on my phone <laughs> like, and would scroll your phone number interstate. across there, so you just wow. like put it up to the window, and your phone number is just kind of scrolling, scrolling across. across. That's yeah. like the stuff that happens in like a movie or a song. Yeah. yeah. Someone needs to write a song about. Hey, that. I know I know two songwriters I happen to be sitting right next to Oh them. shoot, where are they? <laughs> oh. Oh. And your car Show yourself. Your car could be kind of easy. I, I love I love too when I first saw your car and it <laughs> says she's got all branded. She she takes care of her branding, her Virginia Virginia license plate. Yeah. We got Yeah, my mom, it was my mom's car before. And she has like one of my old stickers from back when I was my I went by Sarah Jane McDonald. And then my license plate says stuff about music. And like my car is like my home. I feel like I have I feel in college. That's how it is. It really you know? is like that's the one place they can't touch. Exactly. I got stuck in the parking garage down on Broadway last week for like an hour and I was just like, okay, I have an extra pair of shoes and I have a bunch of Nutella. I'm going to make myself at home in this parking garage. There's so much in my car. Yeah. <laughs> I have the uh, mini minivan and you could pretty much fit a wardrobe. And I've actually taken it camping before. That's awesome. And if you move the two front seats forward, like a regular like twin size mattress, like a blow up mattress will fit in the back. So I would do that. That's awesome. And I have a DVD player in it, and it's great. Oh, I wish my car was big enough for that. Then I would – I love going on road trips and stuff. Like I just went to Athens, Georgia two weekends ago to see Ben Rector. Um, he gave me a tortilla from outside of his uh, tour bus. He like opened up the window and just 
put his hand out and then dropped the tortilla down. It was hilarious. But <laughs> the cats. So as a quick side note on the Ben Rector story, uh, we we decided to get some uh, pre-show Bojangles driving up from uh, the homestead in Spring Hill. And uh, we got some uh, Bowberry biscuits and uh, cake. Bowberry, man. We got to go get a Bowberry biscuit, man. And uh, Cake, uh, one of the uh, podcasts, is climbing and trying to get into the Bowberry biscuits. Cake is trying to get anything as close to cake as he can get. Yes. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That's so funny. Now, something interesting you had said about road, speaking of like road trips and stuff, you, you've told me that you love being in a car by yourself and yeah. just having that time to think and come up with ideas and listen to music and things like that. Yeah, that's my time. You know, in Nashville, we're all so go-go, as you know. Both of you know that it's just, you know, constant movement. And I really don't give myself time to think when I'm in Nashville. So when I drive home, I have a seven-hour drive. And it's so nice to be alone and, like, listen to the songs I've written, listen to my friends' new songs, listen to podcasts, like, in the round. Hey. Um, I listened to the first in the round when I was driving um, back for spring break because that was the only time I had gotten to listen to it. It was cool. So that's like my sacred time to really wind down. And it, it helps me to like accept what I'm leaving and what I'm coming to, you know, to remind myself, okay, need to slow down or, ooh, got to kick it back in gear. We're back in Nashville or even just plan my time. I'm very much a like, want to do this, want to do this kind of person. Driving is the best, though. Seriously. I think for me, driving, like, that's whenever I, there's times where I just listen to music because I love that, but I'll just turn off a radio and just drive and we'll sit there and have, like, a lyric that I've had for a while, and that's whenever I start experimenting, and I have, like, a bunch of notes on my phone of just me singing in a car mm -hmm. because I can't type and drive yeah. at the time. So, yeah, you know, driving in a car is a very, especially on the road, whenever you can see, like, going through the Shenandoahs or the Blue Ridge Mountains and stuff like that is very creative time for a lot yeah. of people. I feel like when you go through that beautiful scenery and you see something maybe new, like maybe if you're driving through the West, I've never been through the West, but I hope to. And it's like something about just seeing the natural earth just makes you want to create something beautiful like that. Yeah, are there songs that you've written while being in the car, like where you all come up with something? Yeah, I wrote a song that I used to play, gosh, like a year and a half ago that I wrote over, I was driving back from Thanksgiving, my freshman year of college, and it was like, the Sunday after Thanksgiving is apparently the worst day to drive on the yeah. interstate. I've never seen so many wrecks in my life, but I pulled out my phone and started like recording a little voice memo and then got this song about... Like, people building a life that met uh, in the middle of interstate traffic. It was a little far-fetched, I guess. But I liked it. It was like they um, – it was like standstill traffic and they met and then they built a life. And it was – I like the song. I need to yeah. go back to that. There you go. But, yeah. Nice. And now are you a, are you a write-on-the-notepad person or are you, you're typing it out in your notes <clears> section? Because I feel like there's so many people – but now with yeah. the way technology is, like, we'll be sitting – I'll be sitting with Tyler and he'll be – and I'll, I'll say something or somebody will say something or we'll be at, like, Hattie B's and, and he'll hear something and just start writing it down or Ethan will mm -hmm. do that or, or Dave or any of, any of the yeah. buddies that are songwriters and they'll just hear something. You can jot it down so quick now. I, know. I probably have notes from both of you saying stuff that – Really? I've, I've written down every anything someone says, even if it's the simplest word. It could be like tissue, and I would write it down. Um, that's a weird example, but, you know, <laughs> tissues, we love them. Um, yeah, I, I go back and forth. 
sometimes I'm going to write and I just pull up my computer and start typing with it. And sometimes I have this little um, booklet that says your rarsome and it has a dinosaur on it. And I like to write in that sometimes too. It's a little That's funky. Awesome. It's my cute little book. Yeah, because I've, I've heard stories of people having these journals that they that they have, dude. and that's where a lot of the deep stuff is. Yeah, like, dude, I started keeping a journal this year, the first day of January. Every day, I write something about my day. Like sometimes it's what I'm feeling, sometimes it's just what I did. I think it's a really good way to like bring all of your feelings and thoughts into one, and also just remember the things you do. Because I think we do so much here that it's easy to forget all those little steps that you do to get up to where you want to yeah. be. And so that's cool. And I also get like a lot of song ideas. Like sometimes when I'm in my rights, I pull out that super personal journal be like, hmm, what is a, what are my feelings two weeks ago? Like, can I write about this? You know? Yeah. And then when you're in a right, cause I've heard that I've heard some people say that they're, they're lyric people. I've heard some people say mm-hmm. they're the melody guy, they're the melody girl, or they're the ones that are picking on the guitar. They're the ones that are coming up for the hook for you. Is there a certain thing that you mm-hmm. feel like you're stronger with? Or does it depend on who you're with? It hmm, it does depend, I guess. But one of the things I've loved always is melody. I love melodies and just like changing it up. And I keep writing these songs that are like start really low and then end up really high. But I really like that there's so much room for you to play with the melody within there. But then some days it's just like some days it's hard for me to get lyrics out that I really like. And some days lyrics pour out that I'm like, wow, I... Never thought I could actually think of something like this, you know? So it all it all depends. Um, just on the mood. A lot of it has to do with who your co-writer is. Because, uh, gosh, I've had rights with people that it's all, I'm sure, have you written, co-written a lot? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, so it's like if you meet someone that you don't really know well or vibe with, then it's just going to be really bad. Yeah, I would say like whenever I meet up with somebody that, it's our first time writing, especially, and I don't know, like, I've met the person, and I've talked to them enough to say, hey, like, let's write together. Um, whenever you get in a room with somebody like that, usually, the if it's a three-hour write, usually the first at least half of that write is just figuring that person out. So, like, you're talking yeah. about stuff, and I've had some really good songs come out of that because mm-hmm. you talk and you kind of get deep and personal real really quick, quick with yeah. somebody that's a stranger, and you realize, like, okay, this person's kind of going through something that I'm going through. And you write yeah, on that. That's happened to me a lot. I've gotten some of my best songs out of that. Just yeah. being super vulnerable from the start. Yeah. And then there's sometimes that you're like, all right, this person, we're not going to vibe together because I write stories and they write beats. Or they, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're writing a song to a beat where I'm writing my music around my lyrics. I'm a lyric guy yeah you know i'm very big on what the songs say and i'm very big on storytelling mm-hmm. um yeah that like whenever i co-write one of the things i say to people because i i meet a lot of people like we all do out out of nashville and it's just like we're hanging out at a bar like let's write but whenever i, I step into that right i always tell my co-writers if it's the first time like maybe we'll jive maybe we won't but i'll still have a respect for you like just because your style doesn't mesh with me or just how we are personally wise it doesn't mean that i'm gonna think you're a terrible songwriter person you know there's also days where like you walk into a room and five minutes before you walk into the room something you got a text and something's going on and now you i mean you're honoring your rights still but 
Yeah, like sometimes something, you're just not there. Yeah, you're not there mentally because you're somewhere else. And I've walked into those before, and you still respect the person because you know it's happened to you before, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't. I've always, I mean, it's the rule for restaurants too, but, you know, before I say, like, I can't really write with that person, I at least give them a second, maybe even a third chance because there might be something off that first yeah. time. I think that's important too, to give second chances. Everyone has a bad day, everyone messes up. Right. Um, gosh, I know I've needed second chances with rights. I've sat there and just been like, nothing has come, you know? And that's really hard, too, what I found in Nashville. It's like everyone wants your creative to be on 24-7. Or that's like, that's the goal. And it's so hard to do that when you're so busy. It's asking a lot. It is. It's a lot. Like, I have friends that will write constantly all week. And I'm personally more of a, like, two to three writes a week type of person. Because then it gives me time to, like, go out and, like, go bowling with my friends, make some stupid decisions, make some memories. Because that's what you get the songs from, too. Yeah. Right. Um, and that will hopefully help me from not being, like, silent in a right. <laughs> the way I cope with it a lot is I get out of town. Like, I try at least once a month to just get out of Nashville mm-hmm. and get out into the woods or get on a beach or do something where I'm in nature and just pour back into myself yeah because like i i love the mountains I, oh me too i go over to the blue ridges in north carolina i love like Asheville, black mountain area um there's and, something about like just going into the woods and like making those you know those like stacks of rocks that people make yeah. forget yeah. what they're called but doing stuff like that it just like frees you well like i i just enjoy being one with nature a yeah. lot you know um and so being in the city, because I also come from a very small town where literally my hunting land was a quarter mile from my house. Like I could literally drive a golf cart mm-hmm. to my hunting stand. Yeah. And it took me like five minutes. Like I I had binoculars and I could like see it like, ooh, there's a deer in the field. Let me go. Get in the golf cart. <laughs> yeah, Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Let's go get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. It's so funny. You know, it was, it was easier for me. And I lived out in the countryside mm-hmm. and living in the city especially with how much you have to hustle here and how people expect you to be on 24 seven. Um, I found that just taking a weekend or taking a few days just to get out of the city, like revitalizes and re-energizes me a lot. I'm very introverted also. So like just getting Mm -hmm. away from people and not having to answer texts or calls or anything like that, it helps a lot with just my sanity. For me, that's where driving really comes in. Yeah. Driving, like, even just driving around this neighborhood and checking out the houses and stuff, I felt like some little sparks coming in my mind because I was just, like, observing what life was like. And obviously it's not a nature thing, and I would prefer to, like, drive with my windows down, blasting some, like, Charlie Warsham or something yeah. in in the middle of the woods or a parkway. But it's just... That's one of my freeing things too. Except yeah. for when like we're on traffic. <laughs> yeah, which in there's Nashville. which there's a lot when the of death here. metal comes out. Yeah, that's yeah when the death right. metal comes out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you coming from the small town, Nashville mm-hmm. is obviously not that. So no. you you first get to town and you're you're coming and you're going to school here at Belmont. What's that initial jump <laughs> like coming from Lexington, Virginia, the the small town farm girl mm-hmm. to coming to for you, it's got to be the big city. It is the big city. I've actually talked to some people and they were like, this is nothing. I was like, this is everything. What are you talking yeah. about? Honestly, for some reason, I felt pretty calm coming here. Um, of course, when my parents like 
brought me to college. I cried because yeah. I, I freaking love them so much. Um, but something about being in a new place just makes me really excited. Even though it's so different from where I spent 18 years, it's it really like something just like sparked in me. And I was like, let's go. And I started, gosh, I love to go. I figured out I love to go to places alone. Like, Go sit at Belcourt Taps. I remember the first time I went to Belcourt Taps, I was alone. I just I just sat and listened, and um, I love to go to Wild Horse Saloon and line dance. <laughs> One night, I spent five hours there alone. I'm not even kidding you, and it was awesome. Like you just meet really cool people. But this city, I I think a lot of it when it comes to figuring out your place in Nashville um, is the people you surround yourself with. And I think that's what helped me transition is I found a group of people that I loved fairly quickly and they're my best friends in the world. And that really helped me, even though I didn't really feel from what I could tell weird or nervous about moving, just having making those connections really helped. And they're all from different places too, like that. I don't know if you're talking about the school. Like you got your, mm-hmm. your your crew on Broadway that you pop by I and make know. your rounds too. Like you'll pop over and see us when we're working. Yeah. Or you'll and then you've got your crew at Belmont. Then you've got your crew at Belcourt. And then all these yeah, bells got, and things yeah. with bees. B B B. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just made this city so much more fun. And one of the this is like what I tell people when they come to town. Um, a really great friend who went to Belmont. His name is Graham Spice. He's a phenomenal musician and are just everything he does. He's great. And he gave me this advice like a couple weeks before I went to Belmont. And he said, just go there and listen and like be be like intentional with what you say to people. Go Go listen to their music and pick out parts of a song that you like and talk to them about it. And then that way people will feel like you appreciate them because that's so important for people to feel appreciated. I think you meet a lot of people in Nashville that are just like me, me, me. And I, I want everyone around me to feel like they have a spot and it's not a competition. I want them to feel like we're in this together and I'm like super proud of them. And that that really stuck with me and that helped me to also build those relationships, not just with friends, but like people like you guys, like I don't, would we be friends if I was just like, hey, Matt, I'm the best thing in the world. Like, let's take over the world or something. I don't know what I'm getting at here. I'm not good with words. Maybe I shouldn't be a songwriter. (laughs) Um, Bad joke. (laughs) Bad joke. No, but anyways, I just think it's relationships make it so much easier. Yeah, I feel like this town, and I've said it on previous episodes, and we both said it, It's a lot of this town is working with your friends. Yeah. It's just working with your friends. It's so cool. Yeah, no, exactly. When you get to do stuff with your friends and whatnot, and something you've gotten to do, and you've had a lot going on. The last couple months have been Been, very, very freaking busy. Um, Of course, something that you, if you follow SJ along on any of the social media pages, which you definitely should, you're (laughs) you're always always popping up on Instagram, you got stuff going on, you do your your female covers on Fridays, female cover Fridays, and um, and then of course the, the idol stuff. Yeah. Got to bring that up. Well, I guess um, we should. Yeah. So oh so with that for you, what was what was that experience like? Yeah. So I decided to audition for American Idol and I went to Idaho. Why Idaho? Honestly, because it was during my fall break. So I didn't have to miss class. Those are like the things you do when you like when you're trying to do music and you still have to go to class. It's like, oh, 
guess I'll give up my fall break and go to Idaho. But it was really cool. My parents came and we rode horses in the mountains. And Idaho actually looks so similar to Virginia mountain-wise that I posted a picture and nobody knew I was in Idaho. It was funny. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so yeah, off track. Um, I decided, like, I'm a very gut type of person. I was just I got this opportunity to audition for American Idol and I was like, hmm sure let's do it like whatever happens happens and it ended up being so much more than I ever expected I didn't expect them to take me or anything because I was just like just SJ I'm no big crazy singer that can do runs and stuff it's just like me telling stories and um but they they were really nice to me it was such a cool experience and um at my audition my favorite boots the soles fell off and then Katy Perry gave me a pair of shoes because I was walking around sounding like a horse. It was really funny. I just uploaded a vlog about that, and it's it tells a bit of it. Um, but gosh, it was so weird just being in front of people like that. Um, but I did the audition, and I got three yeses, which was like, whew, a lot of pressure. Okay, let's do this. Go to Hollywood Week. What, so- um, what song did you sing? I sang two songs for my audition. I sang a song called Working Class Woman that I released back in 2016 with a band called Sweetfire. We were Sarah J. McDonald and Sweetfire. We wrote the song together, and it's about, like, being a farmer's daughter, like, being a woman but a farmer, and just, like, I got to get the job done no matter what. Um, and that, that song really fit my story, which I was, like, crossing my fingers for. And uh, But then I also sang a song by... Leanne Rhymes called Nothing Better to Do. And that's just a really fun song. So it went okay, I guess. <laughs> I would say it went okay. You go to you go to Hollywood and and you get people people watching you and stuff. I mean that that's a that's a big deal and you should be very proud of that. Thank that's you. that's awesome. It was really cool. It yeah. was something that I didn't really process. So i I'm not a person that gets stressed or anxious over things. The days leading up to going to Hollywood week, like you get flooded with emails and just like information. You have to choose a song and making a choice is such a big thing. It seems like just on a song. And so going to Hollywood week was so crazy and I got through it. I wouldn't say without like crying in front of three cameras (laughs) is bad. Um, But other than that, I met some of the greatest people and I didn't make it past Hollywood week, which I'm at peace with where I am. I'm like, cause Dude, I'm in college. I have. I'm here to do school. I still have you're, two years. You're, you're you're 19 years old yeah. doing all of this. Got to remind myself to just take it step by step. Yeah. Because whatever is meant to be will be. In the words of Florida Georgia Line, if it's <laughs> meant to be. And something like you know, living in Nashville, a lot of people say this is a 10 year town. You yeah, know? I hear that all. And the time. you know, that was something after college. The first time, I had to keep reminding myself like. This isn't something that comes overnight. Like, yeah, no. especially with writers and stuff, you have to really hone a craft. And you know, like we talked about earlier, like writing three it's, times a day, five days a week. Like you've, you know, for me, it's like sound. Like you've got to know what you're doing with yeah. it. Like you're, you've got to be up to it. It's like working a muscle and building yeah. that muscle. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Just flexing them as writing triceps. And, you, and you've and you've been flexing the writing triceps. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot that you do. It seems like you. Pl- I mean, you you play your Broadway sets a lot. Love where, Broadway. Where you've you've actually got one that you got to get to after we get done recording yeah, this. Yeah. And then you're and you're playing all these rounds, uh, whether it be at Belcourt, whether it be you've gotten an opportunity to do Song Suffragettes a couple yeah, times too. Which what's that like? The Song Suffragettes. At first, I was really intimidated because it was like all these amazingly talented women i was like are my songs good enough to be up here with these people like kaylee shore and savannah kais were on my first round and they were all just so welcoming of me and it's just a really big family and now that i've started to get to know people like you know we all just cut it up backstage before the show and have a good time and it's just really cool to do something like that and support other women and just get to sit up on stage and listen to their songs and be in awe and like, why am I on stage with this talented people, you know? And I remember the video, I think it was on their YouTube <clears throat> channel of you singing uh, Hot Damn, one yeah. of your songs, which I love, by the Whoa. way. Um, and you and you kick ass, absolutely. And after you cut, after the first chorus or whatever it, is, whatever it was in the song, listen to their reactions. They're like, uh-huh. oh, damn. They're like, she's got <laughs> this shit. This girl can sing. She can do this. And That was really cool. I did not expect them to be like that. And that the fact that they put up the video too was like wow that was so cool it was really cool to share it to like my people back home and to sort of give the suffragettes a little more of a presence somewhere else too because they're trying to grow too and I think every step for one woman is a step for us all. But yeah, you can you can hang like you're with them and you're going in it's kind cool. of intimidated yeah. and. And now you've gotten to play it a second time. I'm sure you'll be playing it many more times. Like I you're, have to. like you're. People are starting to take notice of what what you're doing while you're in college, while you're gigging on Broadway. I mean, you were, you've told me before you're one of the only people, if not the only person in your class that's playing these. You're playing what three, four nights a week on Broadway? Is it three nights? Sometimes four. I try to keep it at three. I think three is my magic number. But I've I've haven't really met a lot of other Belmont people that play Broadway. It's a little foreign to. The Belmont community. Yeah. So, like, so like your Thursday or Friday, like, because your Thursday night you play at the stage with Ricky Lieutenant, who's yeah. awesome, by the way. Oh, you play with a great guy. group of guys. They, these guys, okay, I need to take a second. Yeah, and do what you got to do. Them. Um, the guys I play with on Broadway are amazing. They just, um, they treat me like family, and they make sure I'm safe, which is a big thing on Broadway because yes. it's scary. And like, I've been really fortunate to play with bands, not only in Nashville but in Virginia, that just make me feel welcome and like I played with a band for four years with four guys who are like some of my best friends in the world um we called ourselves I mentioned them earlier Sarah J McDonald and Sweetfire and it's like um I've been so lucky to have people like that around me home and in Nashville um but in any ways I love all the people I've played with have been yeah. awesome so on a, on a Friday like do you have do you have classes on Friday yeah so um I have one class on Friday this semester Thursday is my busy day. So, okay, so what's, a, to, what's the Thursday schedule look like in the world of Sarah Jane McDonald? In the McDonald's? world of me. Ah, oh, gosh. Okay. I'll get up. I have an 8 a.m. class with Tyler's girlfriend's in it. It's so funny. <laughs> I hated 8 a.m. so much. <laughs> um, yeah. I I used every yeah. single skip that was possible on 8 a.m. So did I maxed out on my skips. Oh, too. yeah. You can bet I have three weeks left of the semester and I have to go to every single class. Or, yeah, I've skipped a couple. Shh, don't tell my mom. Um, <laughs> no, but I do 8 a.m. class and an 11 o'clock class, a 2 p.m. class, and then I have Broadway at 6. And usually I have like an hour and a half between those classes, so sometimes I'll record my Female Friday cover for that week, or 
you know, lots of times it's taking naps. Um, naps or, are a must in college. Yeah, always. naps are everything. Um, sometimes I'll go out, meet a friend for coffee or have a meeting with someone or maybe even try to finish a little bit of a song. But Fridays are actually my easy day. Friday is my favorite day because the afternoon crowd at the stage is just like really lighthearted. And this, we play on the first floor of the stage on Friday afternoons and it's a big stage and we all just jump around and do weird dances. And like I try to throw my tambourine around like I'm cool and then I drop it and like it's good. It's a good life. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite song to cover when you're out on Broadway? <clears throat> oh, gosh. Because you do, you do quite a bit and your, your range yeah. can go quite a little ways i feel like a human jukebox sometimes but it's fun um gosh my favorite song to cover is uh right now it's go your own way fleetwood mac okay it's a little we sing mostly country but sometimes i like to do some rock the um, smile on your face when you guys get a request or you have in the you have time in the set to play def leopard oh my god you lose your I mind also love that <laughs> Def Leppard, Journey, any of that classic rock Dude. stuff. I see Coda Bear over there smiling when we mention the word Journey. Um, but We love, yeah. oh my gosh. I, I, if I have any possibility to weasel Def Leppard into our set. Because people are like, oh, what songs do you play best? I'm like, well, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> Def Leppard. <laughs> Def Leppard and Fleetwood Mac. Def Leppard was mine for, my main song for a while. And then Fleetwood Mac has sort of inched his way like they're, they're head in head right now. Which Fleetwood song? Go Your Own Way. It's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, so when, when did you start doing Broadway gigs? I started Broadway the first week I moved to Nashville. Really? I got really lucky. Holy shit. I was like, uh, I guess I'm here. I met some guys on Facebook, Trevor Barber and Garrett Spear. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. But they're great. And um, Trevor gave me my first opportunity. He said, come on down and let's see how you do. And I had never done anything like that, even though I'd been playing three-hour sets with only female songs with my band, me as a lead, for four years. Now it was a four-hour set with dude and girl songs. But I was like, wow, I actually know a lot of these songs, and I love singing harmony, so it was really fun. And so, yeah, that first week, I started playing every week, and then this past September, I started playing three nights a week. Um, it was a lot. I didn't expect to like it as much. Because when I when I started playing with Ricky Lee Tanner, he was like, these are three nights a week. And I was just like, that's a lot. But it's been really good and it helps to pay for school, which is nice and save for music things. And I just really enjoy it. It's such a little family down there, as you guys know. Yeah, and it keeps you fresh too, doesn't it? Yeah. You're, like again, you were saying you like, you feel like you need to be doing something. Yeah. And that's that's definitely something. Being up on a stage for four mm -hmm. hours and dealing with a wild crowd on a on a Monday night, a Thursday night, or a or a Friday afternoon, you're you're certainly doing something. I've met some cool people there too. Yeah, like well, there's yeah. there's mean, like yeah. just so many cool people. And like there's two ladies that come down after work a lot, and they're always like, "SJ, you have the best jeans." So we always talk <laughs> about jeans and like just. Like, I get to see you guys when I'm down there, too. If I hadn't have done Broadway, I would not have met you guys. Yeah, I wouldn't have. If we hadn't popped in, I think it was, yeah, it was a Thursday night. It was one, of so, one, of, one of those nights. And I remember popping <laughs> in. It was me, Jake Arch, Dave, 
And uh, and um, I think Coda might have been with us too. It might have been the night that I met Coda, and we just were popping doing doing the Broadway thing. And then we, we, were, met. Like, we were like, "This girl can sing, and that guy can sing, and that guy can play." And you guys were freaking mm-hmm, awesome. Cool. I remember you going around with the tip bucket, and we exchanged information. And yeah, and I followed you on Instagram. Yeah, I remember getting a message from you. You were like, "I moved to Nashville." I was like, "Shoot, you really did. He's here, and <laughs> yeah. look at you." Yeah. Taking so many people over. say it, and you're like, "Oh, well, they're still." That's what Taylor said to me. That's what Taylor Phillips said. I remember sitting at Loser with him when I was again visiting for that week and him saying you keep saying you're going to move it I'll believe it when I see it dude like no offense but people do this all the time where they're like I'm going to move and then mm-hmm. they don't do it like you just got to pack up and do it and a lot of times they're really do. drunk at the bar and they're like I love this city <laughs> I love hiking they're, 400 they're, flights of stairs to the rooftop I want to move here I love being on a pedal tavern screaming at the top of my lungs oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm going to do the uh, wagon pool every weekend on Broadway <laughs> have you seen so you have you, you're on Broadway enough where you see the different vehicles that go mm-hmm. around with the the wagons, the pedal mm-hmm. taverns. I'm sure one of your favorites has got to be the the tractor one. Being a farm girl, I like the tractor there's, one. There's two that popped up that we saw this weekend. One, yeah. Tyler, you say the first one. So the first one is called the Music City Tub, and it is a. Big, I saw your Snapchat. The big glass trailer with two hot tubs in it and a DJ in the middle. I Honestly, found out what the rate of what the rate for that is. It's is like it? it's like three something. It's like three hundred and change for, for an hour. For, for like an hour or two. And oh. you just split that up. But you split that up amongst amongst like a bachelorette party, like a group True. of your boys and it's like it's not that bad. It's like getting a VIP table at one of the bars I downtown. Honestly would do it. I thought when I saw you guys post about that, I was like, oh, my gosh. But then deep down, I was ready for it. Then, I am here for it. And then there was it. another one, a fire truck. Somebody converted yeah. an old I, fire truck. And there's, and there's a girl dancing in, her, in the fire in the fireman helmet. It's a bartender. Bartender dancing. And Have you seen the guy one? I was just about to bring that up. The guy there's one? There's a fire truck one with dudes where they just like dudes run around on it with their shirts off they were parked behind the stage one i know day. what sj's doing for her <laughs> 21st birthday <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i'm gonna be everywhere i can't decide there's so many choices now when i turn 21 i guess i have like a year to decide but it's like I could do that new hot tub thing. I could do the classic pedal tavern. You can just go to a bar. You can bar crawl. Bar crawl. Um, what else is there? You get it. You get it. So Top golf. I mean, it's got to be better than my twenty first year. So I was in Nashville, but I was going to a very strict Christian college. So I went to uh, down in Green Hills. The Carabas that's down there uh-huh. was a. What was it? I want to say it was like an Applebee's or a Chili's or something like that. Like a. a chain and i got a steak and a glass of wine and i didn't know what i was ordering with wine and i got the worst possible one ever worst combination to go with and i didn't drink again for probably eight or nine months because i was like alcohol sucks oh my god have you since been back to an applebee's and redeemed yourself because i used to get drunk i mean applebee's Applebee's has all the time the half off apps and the dollar whenever they do the the dollar lits everything they save lives they yeah the buffalo wings that is the best thing for a college student (laughs) because you can go have a whole meal for the price of an appetizer so you can i get uh quesadillas and mozzarella sticks for nine bucks Dude, you're gonna make me hungry. We just had those biscuits, and I'm gonna go to. Oh, Apple we got more days. of them. We got plenty of uh, those are great plenty of bowberry biscuits. Now, talking about your songwriting, real quick. Um, yeah. So, do you have like a certain group of like a circle that you like to write with, or is it just meeting different people, say out at Belcourt or yeah. out somewhere where people are like, "Hey, let's write." 
I am still in the process of forming my group. Even though I've written with so many different people over the past, I've been here a year and a half, I've only found like a couple people that I write with a lot. There's one girl who I love dearly named Mariel Giswaldi, and we wrote a song called How to Live Without You. And it's about like a grandparent dying. And we've, we've actually, we're getting together tomorrow to write. And we're, um, she's like the one person I've been writing a lot with. And I, it's just hard, you know, to figure out there's so many people to write with. And I've gotten so many good songs with so many different people. But how do you decide who you're going to write with every week, you know? Yeah, especially when you're as busy as you are. Like, scheduling has got to be a thing for you yeah. for setting up rights. Like, that's got to be it's a thing. A tough, a tough thing for you because not everybody's running around pl- going to classes, playing three nights a week on Broadway, while also trying to have a social life, while also yeah. trying to do this <laughs> and that. Like, that's a lot. That's a shit a ton lot. of stuff you got going on. So I'm on. a bit of a pain when it comes to, <laughs> to booking. I only have certain times that I can write, but it's all, it's all worked out. For the better. Yeah, but yeah, but if you but like people take notice of they want to write with you because they see they see like last night when you got great reactions on all three of your all three of your songs. Now the newest one that you would play yesterday. Yeah. Usually I I'm I come I'll I'll be able to make it out to a lot of your rights and things like that or where when I hear a new one, like I'll usually like there's not very many times where I'll hear a new one at around. Like I'll hear from you or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you had played one yesterday you written with Lauren Weintraub. Is that yeah. how you say your last name? I always yeah, butcher it. Yeah, that is. That is. Drop. All right. It's a cool last name. Yeah. And yeah, we just got together on Saturday and wrote this song. I had an idea about like the words right kind of woman. And we wrote a song about like, if you don't want this kind of girl, I'm a speak my mind. It was very much about me. It's like I wear denim and leather and I speak my mind and I'll shoot. If you shoot me straight, I'll shoot right back at you. It's like, I'm not your right kind of woman if you don't want that. And it was like. Uh, it was a really good write. You know, you have those writes where they just feel really good and the song just sort of comes out and it, it's like it needs to be said. And I also love songs about being a woman. Yeah, no, of, co- <laughs> of course, of course, as you should. And uh, and how did you and Lauren get to know each other? Because she's some another young, awesome girl. Oh, she's girl amazing. Oh, my gosh. Do, doing her thing she here in Nashville. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is I met her my first class at Belmont. My first class was a music business class with Dan Hodges. I don't know if you know of Dan Hodges' publishing. They had, like, Kelsey Ballerini's Dibs and a couple other big songs. Um, But, yeah, that's the kind of professor you get at Belmont. It's super cool. And Lauren sat behind me in class. And also, speaking of people that I love to write with, one of my favorite people to write with that I have known from the start, his name is Sam Newton, and he was the first person I sat beside in my first class at Belmont. So it was him beside me and then Lauren right behind me. It was super cool. That's just how we met. And then that girl just started taking over Nashville. Like there was nothing. It was insane. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, and and the fact, again, that everybody's just just working with your friends and just you guys, everybody going out and supporting everybody, and you got a damn good song out of that one. And then the second song you played was... uh, was the one you were just talking oh, about? How to that, live? How to live? Sad. And and then you and you wrap it up with hot damn, and the crowd just gets the crowd just gets. It's a fun song. Gets so heavy that the guy next the the guy that was next to you last night who was the who was the older gentleman? What his was name his? was Steve. I I can't say his last name. He's got. Tyler, a really you got his information cool, last night. Cool yeah, I can't name. remember how to say his last name though. He wrote um, 
Give it to me straight yeah. by Tim yeah. McGraw. He was he was so pumped and psyched up that he pulled. He said he pulled out the big guns and then he comes out. And <laughs> he plays, played his plays Tim McGraw. The, plays the nineties Tim McGraw cut. I was like, like, bro, I wanted to write with you before. I just want you to know. I number wanted two to write on his debut said. album. Yeah, but yeah. we looked it up. It was it was the number two track on that on that Which record. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, he was. He was. And really, he had he was really phenomenal cool. songs. And yeah, I was like, dude. Just to let you know, I wanted to write with you before you even brought out the big guns. Yeah. Like the first song he played, I could tell. That's what's cool about Belcourt Taps and and the Nashville tour stop with what they do is you never you know don't. who's going to pop in. You really and, don't. And for you, like you you play there so much, you probably have been on rounds with so many different people. Yeah, I didn't even know he was going to be like I saw his name on the yeah the flyer, but I didn't know like that he had written that song for Tim McGraw it was so cool, and for him to sit up and like. Listen to my friends Kate Cosentino and Lizzie Cates were all like young women and he was super complimentary and he really liked their stuff. That was really nice and cool. He was he said, I feel like I'm it's the beauties and the beast up here. And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. It's more like the three girls and the guy that can write a damn good song. Uh, all of, all four of you did excellent it was, last night. It was it was thank a, you for coming, guys. It was it was of cool. course, oh, yeah. of course. If we can, if if there's a chance where I can go out and and see a play, I'll, I'm going to go and do it. I know these guys will do the same. Um, and there was a show, big one you did fairly recently back home in yeah. the state of Virginia. We couldn't make it to, but the guy that I'm currently wearing on my ball cap, who's a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he gets a little wild, and he's awesome. He's mm-hmm. yeah, good dude, and you've known him for a minute. Um, Mr. Cody Purvis, you guys got he's... to play out at Jefferson Theater, right? Yeah, we did. Cody is one of my favorite voices. He's just got a timeless voice, I think, and it's just amazing. What was that show like for you, going back, after oh being gosh. in Nashville, going back and playing a show in Virginia? It was such a cool show, because I had just announced like all the American Idol stuff, and um, I hadn't seen my family in like two months, and Friends were actually coming out and making the drive. It's about a, an hour from Lexington to uh, Charlottesville. Which I've learned um, in the country, an hour is not very far at all. Like no. People will make that drive. I'll make that drive every day if I have Well, I, I make it almost every day. Yeah, you do. Spring Hill. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, the Jefferson, it's such a great venue. And it, it was so good to, you know, I love playing on Broadway. I love playing these covers all the time. But, um... When I get to go there and play my own music to a crowd and like I saw my aunt, she was singing one of my songs that she had never heard live before, but just through like Instagram and Facebook, she knew the words. It was so cool. And one of my favorite moments of that whole show was I owe so much of this to my parents that like my mom, she she spent years just like booking me shows without even telling me. She was like, hey, you're going to play on Friday. OK, mom, thank you. Um I, everything is because of what they did. And when I f- first got on stage, this whole show, since I went to college, I do everything on my own now. And I just sort of like let mom off the hook. She has four other kids to deal with. Yeah. And I was on stage and I could see my tall dad just standing there smiling and little mom beside him. And it was really cool. They're front in the middle. And it was a really full circle moment for me for some reason. It was just a great moment. And you're still just getting started. That's the big thing. That's what's, that's what's cool is you're just just getting started and all of all of that stuff. Now, do you want? Would you like to sing a song for us? I want to, but my voice is actually like I tried to sing earlier today, and something is wrong. I think I'm gonna have to go to the doctor. It's never fun. Like something is popping. I like really wanted to sing too. 
That sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> April Fools! Boom! I tried to keep it together. I lost it. <laughs> was my smile giving it away? Any? Oh, yeah. So yeah. she she got me oh. earlier before we before we sat down and started recording. I was like, "So what song do you want to play?" And she's like, "Actually, <laughs> I I can't do I like something like that." I'm like, "Oh well, then how are you going to play tonight?" And she's like, "Oh, he's on." She was like, "I could see the wheels turning." And then she was like, "April Fools!" And I was like, "God damn it!" She I trust got- nobody oh. today. There, there's no trust for anybody. I was like pulling up here thinking, okay, am I going to answer like the door with a hoarse voice or just be like, oh, God, you know, I like, can't talk. <laughs> but uh, I really wanted to get you. But, you know, I got Matt at the start and that was good enough for me. Worked out good. Yeah. It's Coda Bear moves stuff around for the sake of phones with shout out to his phone. You see it in uh See it hashtagged on uh, our social media accounts because he is very proud of it. Even though I will always be Team iPhone, oh, me I will, too. I'll be Team iPhone to the day that I die. He's actually outnumbered, but uh, he's got this Samsung Galaxy S10, right? S10, and he's very proud of it. As soon as it came out, we sat at Sprint and um, for a good while, and uh, we sat there with him, and he got his new phone, and he's all excited. So all the photos that you see will be on that. iPhone's better. iPhone's better. Oh, yeah. iPhone's better. iPhone's way better, Coda. (laughs) (laughs) We know what to think. Coda Bear has a voice. (laughs) He does have a voice. He's alive. Bears can talk, everybody. Bears can talk. So what do you got coming up that people can, uh, in terms of music, you got anything you're looking to put out? What do you got going on? I'm in the process of recording some music. I'm not going to say much. Okay. Because it's still, I believe in just letting the music take the process that it needs to take. And, um, but some things are coming along really good that I'm really proud of. It's, it feels good to be proud of something. You know, I've always rushed my other projects, so I'm excited to just really hone in on something I like. And, uh, so check me out on the socials and you can see all that because hopefully something soon will be peering up on the interwebs. From old SJ. You said you had a good joke for us. Okay. You said you had a good joke. Tyler's got some jokes too. I got nothing, so I'm just going to sit back and uh, let the joke battle ensue and whatnot. Tyler, SJ, what do you got? You said it okay. might be, you, you gave us a warning earlier. Yeah. How many jokes do I get? Whatever, One? Whatever you want to rattle yeah. off, you yeah. go for it. Okay. I have, uh, I'll give you like two or three. All right. All right. You got some good ones too, Tyler. You were giving me them <laughs> yeah. earlier. And I was yeah. like, dang, I got to step up my joke, my joke game. Okay. What's red and bad for your teeth? Blood. A pr- <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. A brick. A brick. <laughs> oh my God. A brick. It's bad. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. What do you got, Tom? All right. Hit me. So my thing is drummer jokes. Um, so what do you call a drummer that just broke up with his girlfriend? Um... Homeless. Oh shit! Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out to all the drummers. drummers. I love you guys, but we love drum drummers. jokes are easy. This the low bearing fruit. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, um, this is one. Someone said this to me a couple nights ago, and I really liked it. Uh, it's not really whatever. I'm just gonna say it. And the Lord said unto John, "Come forth and receive eternal life." But John came fifth and won a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I don't even have a toaster. Like I need one. 
<laughs> just come yeah. fifth, man. John just fifth, man. <laughs> I wonder what third one though, and what was first? Yeah, like, first like in that in that instance, like fourth was Eternal Life. Like what's what's first there? You know, like that's got to be a big prize. Maybe it was an iPhone. Maybe at Coda. Yeah, it was no. an iPhone. You know the 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 top phone. On the the market. Top. You got another drum joke? Yeah. So. um Two drummers walk into a studio. One's a Russian. What's the other? Oh. A dragon. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got one last one for you. This is my go-to. But some people can't... Some people don't like it, but it's it's my go-to joke. Because I love bad jokes. Why did the koala fall out of the tree? Because he was dead? Yeah. You can't... Dang it. Oh, I didn't know that. He died. <laughs> he died. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's so, my morbid joke. So I'm going to do this one that I heard on Broadway the other day. This was a toast, but I literally lost it and had to go to the back and oh recompose my myself. He goes, so raise your glasses. He said, boots and buttholes, two <laughs> things we probably shouldn't lick but definitely have. <laughs> oh, Lord. And on that <laughs> note. Oh, <my> <laughs> And on that note, that's things you hear on Broadway for 500. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, uh, episode, another great episode oh of In gosh. the Round. Uh, SJ is going to sit down and play for us. She was just kidding. She's got a voice. I She's do. got a great voice. Y'all are about to mm-hmm. hear it. What song you want to sing for us today? I think I'm going to sing one called Hot Damn. Hot Damn. Awesome. All right. Hot Damn. Now, the story behind that, real quick. Yeah. Broadway. Woo. Um, yeah, I was playing, it was like maybe, my fourth or fifth month playing on Broadway and I was sitting down with a friend at the bar right after my set. Some drunk guy came in and smacked me on the arm. He said, damn girl. And I was just like, hello. Like what? Okay. Then I, I mentioned it to my co-writer the night before I was just talking, talking about the night and she was like, let's write this song. And, um, I, this is one of the songs that, uh, the, the words at the end of the chorus are some of my most proud lyrics I've written that I really like that really defined who I want to be as an artist. It was a, a big moment for me. So like shout out to that guy for giving me song idea to make a story out of. Awesome. Awesome. All right, sweet. Well, thank you, SJ, for coming on. We'll let you go get that guitar all real tuned quick. up and so real quick. Where can people find you at? Oh, good yeah, one. The socials. You can find me everywhere at SJ McDonald Music. Awesome. Literally everywhere. And every Friday. MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Not MySpace. She's too young, man. I'm, she didn't I am have a, too young. She didn't have a MySpace. I oh. should make one just for fun. Can you still do that? Yeah, it's totally changed. <laughs> Tyler I, had a MySpace. I, oh, yeah, I had a MySpace. Tyler's grandpa over here. Well, I mean, yeah. But <laughs> I had I actually got into my MySpace like a month ago and saw all the really? old, horrible things that oh, I boy. did as a so young follow, teenager. Follow us on In The Round on Facebook. We're going to post the link to uh, Tyler's uh Old school MySpace page. Oh my we'll gosh. See, we'll see. Um, no. We'll see bluegrass picking, <laughs> uh, football playing, Alabama ass wow. Tyler on our Facebook. I said it. It's going to be a promise. I know you control the editing oh, and stuff. God. So probably not going to make it onto the episode. <laughs> but if it does, look, we'll, we'll post that link for y'all. So oh anyway, gosh. make sure you guys follow along in the round podcast on Instagram, in the round on Facebook, in the round for the weekly roundups and whatnot. Shout out to our webmaster, Jacob Albert, for all that. Shout out to the Coda Bear making us all look pretty with these pictures, these videos. 
the video performance of uh, that SJ is going to be doing of Hot Damn here in just a sec. Shout out to the podcasts for being pretty well tamed today. Oh my gosh. This has been, been on great. SJ's other, lap like the most entire time. Other t- there's been times where they've been climbing on people and they get in the guitar cases and they knock plugs out, knock out the headphone cables and just cause a ruckus. But today they're being cool and you're petting it like uh, Don Corleone from The Godfather. <laughs> you're just slowly petting and the day of my daughter's wedding, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. This um, is my and cat. Then, and with the exception of Cake trying to get into the Bojangles yeah. over here. They were very well behaved. This has so. been like, thank you. This has been rejuvenating. There you go. Honestly. Well, you're welcome. I love cats. They thank know. you for coming on. <laughs> they know. It's, in the round, baby. That's what happens when you come in the round. Okay, guys, without further ado, here's SJ McDonald with Hot Damn on In the Round. By the way that you leaned in And the bourbon on your breath You'd be pushing my limits I should've known Love don't stand behind a bar Pouring drinks that you don't want You were cruising for bruising You can blame it on stress On the alcohol There's a reason why Girls never call And they're like Hot damn, you're a full-grown mess Now you stop By the way that I walked in, that I wouldn't take your shit, but you get wailing and dealing. Yeah, you should know. I can match you shot for shot, and I can get more than you got. Drink you under a table, you can blame it on stress, on the alcohol. There's a reason why I won't come now. Hot damn, you're a full-grown mess. Now you stumble. You understand when you treat me like a lady, I'll treat you like a man. Hard damn, yeah. Ooh, hard damn. Ooh, yeah. Hard damn. 